hi everyone, my name is Daniel. Uh, it's great that we can be here today and engage with God's Word and engage with uh, the movie Lion. Now, um, I thought I'd start off by talking a little bit about the movie in case you haven't seen it. Um, and uh, the movie, uh, the story behind Lion is an absolutely amazing story. Um, it's the life story of a guy called Saru uh, Brearley, and his book is called A Long Way Home. That's the book. Um, that's an autobiography. Um, and it's, well, the cover says it. it. It's an incredible story. And it says, as a five-year-old Indian boy, I got completely lost. 25 years later, starting half a world away in Australia, I found my way back. Uh, and uh, this movie takes on this story. And there aren't any real twists or any, any, um, any unexpected uh, things that pop up. But despite that, the story is remarkably powerful. It's amazingly powerful. The first half of the movie features a young Saru. It shows how he was tragically separated um, from his older brother and his, and his family, and how as an innocent, poor, um, five-year-old, um, he's been trying to earn money for his family's next meal, but instead he gets separated from his brother, from his mother, and he ends up 15 hundred kilometers away in Calcutta. Now Calcutta is a foreign city. They speak a different language to him. Everything is bustling. Everything is swarming. And it's a far contrast to his tiny little rural, uh, poverty-stricken, isolated town uh, that he grew up in. And so amidst all the horrible turn of events, um, amidst all the despair that Saru faces, um, there are, there are some amazing miracles that happen, and Saru ends up being adopted by a loving, caring, and compassionate Australian family. Um, now, the movie quickly fast-forwards 25 years, and Saru appears to be a well-adjusted young man. Life is good. Um, he enjoys Australia. He enjoys life. He gets on well with his adopted parents, um, and he calls Australia his home. Everything is great. However, we also start to see some glimpses of trouble. Um, there is disorientation. Uh, he gets presented by Indian culture and he, he seems disoriented. He gets uncomfortable, he feels discomfort when he can't explain to some of his new friends where he comes from. He feels dissension with his girlfriend when she tries to come to support him and help him. He pushes her away. And bit by bit, Saru's life unravels. Um, and in him, there is an unquenchable desire that is born to search for his biological mother, to search for his biological brother. Uh, and as he does so, his life gets turned upside down. He quits his job. He isolates himself from his family and his friends. And he can't even sleep at night. He goes on a relentless pursuit to find home. Now, the movie ends with no real surprises. He ends up finding his family, his biological mother. All the odds are defied. And he finds her just metres away from the same dingy room that he saw her 25 years ago. Now, it's a beautiful, beautiful scene at the end of the movie. Um, and they hug, they embrace, and Saru says to her, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And she says in response, the happiness in my heart is as deep as the ocean. It's beautiful. Now, I think um, I think 
uh, I haven't met anyone actually who who's seen Lion and hasn't enjoyed it or who's um, seen Lion and hasn't been emotionally moved by it. Um, Lion is a real tearjerker of a movie. Uh, you can ask Tim. Uh, all the reviews that I've read say, bring tissues. Um, and it's true. It is a very moving story. And I think there are a few reasons why Lion is a very moving story. First of all, it's unbelievable. Um, you can't find, you can't help finding yourself saying, no way, how did that happen? Um, this can't be happening again, no way. Um, whether it's um, Saru being locked under the train carriage, uh, whether it's a sleazy man trying to exploit him over and over and over and over again, the narrative gets propagated by an unbelievable set of events. Um, I think another reason why people enjoy Lie is because there's a happy ending. It, everyone loves a happy ending, and especially so when it's pitted against a backdrop of someone who's grown up in poverty, someone who's been isolated, someone who's feeling so much turmoil. It's really nice to have a happy ending. I think another reason why we enjoy Lion is because it's true. It's based on a true story. It's not like Slumdog Millionaire where, where we find out it's all actually not, it's a made up story. Um, this is a genuine, real story. And for us, it's set in Melbourne. So it feels even more close to home. You know, some of those streets. I know those streets. I've seen those before. But more than all those things, I think there's another real reason why um, so many people enjoy Lion and so many people um, find it so moving. And that is because I think the movie resonates deeply with us. You see, um, we can relate to this story, I think, because at its core, Lion is about home. And whoever we are, I think we can relate to being home. Uh, the book that Lion is based on is called A Long Way Home. Saru is distressed when he's isolated from his home. His search for home is what keeps him up at night. The happy ending at the end of the movie is when Saru finally makes his long way home. And just as home is deep, and real and significant for Saru, I think for all of us, home is deep and real too. Uh, maybe we've been separated from home. I read one review and the reviewer wrote, it's going to come from the screen, it's an almost universal childhood memory. You go out with a parent, perhaps to a supermarket, carnival or sports event, then you suddenly realise you've mislaid them. They're, they were there a few moments ago, their hand wrapped around yours, but something caught your eye, and now your hand, um, the hand you clutch just belongs to a stranger. You look up and find yourself towering uh, in a towering forest of unknown adults, and you've never felt more lost, alone, vulnerable, and scared. Now, what's described here is nowhere near the same circumstances that we see in Lion, but the feeling is exactly the same, isn't it? The lostness, the loneliness, the vulnerability, the isolation, the fear. Now, perhaps home is a place that you miss right now. Perhaps you've studied very far to come and study here at Deacon. You've travelled far to come and study here at Deacon. Perhaps you miss your home and you feel homesick. Perhaps home is actually a sad place for you. Um, it's a painful place. And perhaps your experience of home is really unpleasant. 
when you think about home, you just feel pain and anguish, and it sucks. But you feel that deeply. Perhaps when you think about home, it's a combination of happy memories, but also some painful memories. I'm not sure what your situation is, but I'm pretty confident that for all of us, as we think about home, it's not hard for us to have some strong emotions, some strong feelings. And I think um, the theme of the movie, Home, helps us resonate with this movie. And so as we reflect on the movie line, we're going to reflect a bit more on it. We're going to, as we reflect on the theme, Home, I think the Bible has something good to say to us today about home. I think as incredible as Saru's story is, what Jesus offers when we think about home is even more comfortable. It's even more heartwarming. It's much more amazing than what Lion says, says to us. And so what we're going to do is we're going to read John chapter 14. I'm going to ask Jess to come up. And you'll find it in your outlines. Then we'll continue. Thanks, Jess. Hi, everyone. I'm Jess. Like Dan said, um, I'm going to read John 14, verses 1 to 6, which you can find on the first page of the little handout here as Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thanks, Jess. Um, This passage that we've just heard read starts off with a clear word of comfort, doesn't it? It starts off with Jesus speaking to his disciples, um, and they're scared, they're they're fearful, and they're shaking. They don't know what's going to happen next. And what Jesus says to them, the very first words of this passage, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now this is the sort of comfort that I think young Saru prayed for. He was panicking on the train. You hear him. He was screaming out for his brother, Good Little Saru, he needed comfort, didn't he? He needed to hear words of comfort. And it's not just young Saru who needed the comfort. Older Saru needed it too. Not not just when he was a little boy, but even when he was in Melbourne. You see, in the middle of his crazed search, as a 20-something-year-old, Saru had isolated himself from his family and his friends. He had isolated himself from the people who loved him. He couldn't sleep at night. His life was a mess. And as we heard in the trailer, his girlfriend Lucy asked him, What if you do find home and they're not even there? Then will you just keep searching? To which Saru replies, I don't have a choice. I think in in those words, there is desperation. There's suffering, even as an adult. Even with a loving, adopted family. Even though he seems to be well-adjusted. Saru has no choice. He had no answers. 
and he had no comfort. Now, C.S. Lewis thinks that we all, in some ways, have this feeling as well. Uh, he describes the longing for home that we all have as the secret signature of each soul, the incommunicable and unappeasable one, the thing we desire. That is a longing for home. And if you read the Bible, if you read in Ecclesiastes, um, I think they describe the same, uh, the, the author there describes the same longing that we have for an eternal home. In Ecclesiastes 3.11 it says, God has set eternity in the human heart. We have a desire for home. Now maybe you feel lost. Maybe you feel absent from home. Maybe you have an unappeasable one. Well, Jesus says from this passage, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, it's very easy for me to say that, or rather, it's very easy for me to read Jesus' words where he says it. But is there anything to back this claim? Is, is there any reason why Jesus can say, do not let your hearts be troubled? How can he say this? Well, I think the reason why Jesus can say this from our passage today is that is because he's preparing a room for us in his Father's house. Jesus is going to um, to prepare a room. He's going to, um, and then he's going to come back and he's going to take us there so we can be with him. That's what it says in verses two and three. Read along with me in verses two and three in your in the passage. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so. Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Jesus is talking about preparing a place for us with God. And there's plenty of space. And while he's gone to prepare this place for us, he promises that he will come back to take us with him. To take us home. Now you might be asking, what is this home? This isn't my home. Why would I want to go to this home that Jesus is speaking of? Well, I think Lion helps us with that question as well, the movie. Because if we consider Saru, he's not just looking for a physical location, is he? His search is much more, um, it's, it's for much more than just a building. Saru's search was for his identity, wasn't it? Because if we think about it, Saru's whole life was in turmoil before he found his home. Everything in his life was falling apart. And he wanted to get to the bottom of what was causing all of this. I think it's very clear that Saru was looking for much more than just a physical home. What Suru was looking for really was his life. And if we if we return to the question, why do I want to go to this home that Jesus is speaking about? Well, because I think this home that Jesus is speaking about is really all about life. The home that Jesus is speaking about is much more than just a physical place. It's much better than that. The home that Jesus is preparing is much deeper than a geographical location. 
the home that Jesus is inviting us is the, the home that Jesus is inviting us back to is much more than just a building for us to sleep in. The home with Jesus is light. It's life with God, the Creator. It's life the way it's meant to be. That's what we desire. And so I want us to explore a little bit more about what Jesus means when he says life. If you look at verse 6 in our Bible passage, it says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I want to think about that word there, life. What does it mean for Jesus to be the life? When Jesus talks about home, the home that he's preparing for us, he's talking about the life that he offers us. Now, if we've been studying um, John's Gospel and you've been reading the rest of the context of this passage, you would see over and over and over again that Jesus says that he is the life. <coughs> Let me show you some passages. First from John 3.16, a very famous passage. For God so loved the world gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And again, in John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And another time, in John 20, 31, But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. These passages and many others through the book of John help us to understand what Jesus means by life. Jesus is talking about a life that is eternal. Jesus is talking about a life that conquers death. Jesus is, talking, um, Jesus is offering this life to us. And so... How do we get this life? If this, if this is the life that Jesus is talking about, how do we get it? Well, it's quite simply by believing in Jesus, isn't it? That's what we see over and over and over again. And in the Bible passage that we've read, that we're looking at today, um, there's a disciple. His name's Thomas. And Thomas is a bit like Saru. He's a bit lost. He's a bit terrified. He's a bit confused. And in verse 5, he asked the question I think that we are asking. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And now, in response to Thomas, what does Jesus say? He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way to our true hope in heaven. Jesus is the way to our true life with God. And it's not because he is a roadmap. What we need is Jesus as the way, because without him, without Jesus, we are separated from God. We are separated from God because we rebel against God, and our rebellion deserves death. And so Jesus is the way to God, Jesus is the way to life. Jesus is the way to our home because he dies in our place. And so his death provides us with a way to God, to life, to our home. And if we think back to our dear Saru, looking for his way home, 
And if we compare what Jesus is saying with Saru's story, I don't think it is surprising that Jesus is able to say that he is the true way home. Because if we think back to Saru's story, um, well, when he found his biological mother, well, I think that was great, that was wonderful. But as I watched Lion, I don't know about you, but I couldn't help but feeling a little bit shortchanged. I couldn't help but feeling like the whole story wasn't told when it was finished. Because what happened when Saru found his um, biological mother in his hometown? Well, he calls his adoptive parents straight away and says, he calls his mum, his adopted mum, and says, I found her, but that doesn't change who you are. Saru tells his his adopted mother that she will always be his mother. And if you keep following the story, Saru doesn't move back to India. He still lives today in Hobart, in the adopted city that he grew up in. And if you follow Saru's life, he doesn't identify as Indian. He's still Australian. Saru doesn't leave to be with his adopted mother, to doesn't leave his um, his adopted mother to be with his biological mother, he still acts as if his life is exactly the same. I don't know if you see the problem there, but as much as Saru was looking for his home, as much as Saru was looking for his biological family, as much as Saru was looking for his life, well, even after he found all of that, well, I don't think very much actually changed in his life. It didn't really seem to change a whole lot for him. And I don't find that that surprising, given what we've seen in the Bible today, given what we see in the last sentence of our passage today, where it says, Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. We've seen that Jesus is preparing a home for us. The home that Jesus is preparing is a home with God. It is our true home. It is life as it is meant to be with God. And now we see finally at the end of our passage that there is no way to our true home except through Jesus. There is no way to life except through Jesus. And so I think it's not that surprising, as beautiful and as amazing as Saru's story is, that in the end, I think all it offers us is just a fleeting moment of emptiness. Because without Jesus, there is no life. We could go on the most amazing, fantastical, mind-blowing adventure. And I think that's, that's kind of what we see in life. But without Jesus, there is no life. There is no comfort in our trouble, troubles. Without Jesus, Saru, you, and myself, all of us, can never really go home.